Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little, here today with episode 321 of Weekly Poker Hand, and today we have a fun one for you. We're playing 1-3 at Texas Card House with a $20 straddle. Big Daddy Chaz enjoys making it $20 blind. And uh, you know what you want when someone makes it $20 blind? You want to look down at pocket aces. That's what happens for Aaron. Aaron seems to be playing pretty great poker so far. He raises it up to 60 bucks, just like you would do with all of his nut hands. He's playing about $1,000 deep. A nice raise by Aaron. Around to Ortiz in the hijack seat, also playing effectively 1,000 deep. He has 1,300. With queens in this scenario, you just have to be happy three betting. Um, now, I haven't watched a ton of Aaron play, but he just seems like good p poker player, right? So if he's a good poker player, he's raising with more than the absolute nut hands. If you're against like a really weak, weak type player who's scared of this $20 raise and doesn't want to risk their stack, well, then maybe you should flat. But I'm three betting this essentially every time. When you do three bet in this scenario, you want to make sure you don't go too big. Because if you go too big, like let's say you go 300 or 240, what's going to happen is then Aaron's going to fold out all of his garbage. And if he folds out all of his garbage, now you're against a range of like, Aces, Kings, Queens, Jacks, and Ace, King. And how does Queens do against that range? Well, you're flipping against Ace, King, which is not great. You beat Jacks, but you lose to Kings, and you lose to Aces. So there's like a little bit of vig in there, right? You, you lose to a few too many hands. So if, a, if you three bet big in this scenario, it's going to force your opponent to fold out a lot of their junk, which is terrible when you have a hand like Queens. So if you instead go something like 180, what's going to happen is then Aaron has room to bluff all in if he feels like it with Ace 5 suited, Ace 10 suited, pocket 10s, whatever. And also, he can call your 3-bet with a lot of worse hands. So don't be afraid of seeing the flop. A lot of people are just deathly afraid of seeing the flop with a hand like Queens because they don't want to get outdrawn. But understand, it's just substantially worse if you force your opponent to have a really good hand that beats you because when that happens, you're in very bad shape, whereas whenever you keep your opponent's range wide, you're in good shape, even though you're not going to win every single time post-flop. So understand, Ortiz is going to lose some money in this hand, right? Like In reality, he's probably going to 3-bet. Aaron's either going to call or four bet, and uh, it's not going to work out for T's. But you, the way you want to analyze these spots is you want to be asking, like, what are the possible ways I could play this and which one works out best? And in general, you're going to find that whenever you have a hand like Queens, the main concern is keeping your opponent in with a lot of stuff that you beat, not just getting your money in immediately. Because when you get a load of money in immediately, it's not particularly amazing. Now, I understand we're playing 1,000 deep with effectively a $20 big blind. So the players are only 50 big blinds deep. If you get it in with queens for 50 big blinds, who cares, right? It's just kind of unlucky if you run into aces. But at the same time, there, there's very often a way to play it better. So he did three bet. He made it 260. That's too big, Ortiz. When he makes it 260, that is going to force Aaron to fold out all of his garbage. Like I said, Aaron seems to be reasonable. He's not insane, I don't think. I mean, maybe he is, but in the few hands I've seen, he seems reasonable. He's going to fold out, like, nines here every time. He's going to fold out ace-10 here every time, ace-10 suited every time. I mean, he's just going to get out of the way. And that's not good for you with your queens. So when you get action here, you're going to be in a pretty bad spot, I think. So now what does Aaron do? This is an interesting scenario because if he knows Ortiz's $260 three-betting range is only aces-kings, queens-jacks, and ace-king, you might as well just rip it in pre-flop, right? Because then you just always get it in. Like imagine um, Ortiz does have, well, queens, and say the flop comes with an ace or a king, maybe he doesn't pay you now. Or say as ace-king and the flop comes 9-8-7, maybe he doesn't pay you. Whereas he would always call it off pre-flop. Now, if he's going to three-bet with a hand like ace-king or queens and then fold to an all-in, then you'd much rather flat call because then he's going to have to play post-flop with a hand that you know he very often thinks is the best player. 
I'm the best player, the best hand. <laughs> so this is a scenario where you can go either way depending on what you think of your opponent's strategy. Um, I'd probably flat call here, but if he 4-bet, I, I would think that's fine. If I do 4-bet, I'm probably just ripping it in. He does decide to flat, though, and I think that's a good, fine strategy. Notice here Aaron doesn't care if he gets outdrawn. Sometimes he's going to get outdrawn. Every once in a while, his opponent's going to spike something, but that's fine. Flop comes 10-7-6. Aaron checks. And um, this goes very quickly. Pots, $544. Ortiz immediately goes all in for uh, the $800 stack of Aaron, which I think is a pretty big mistake. On 10 7 6 you want to be betting very, very small, I think. When I say very small, I mean you want to be betting like 200 bucks into 544 because when you rip it in for 800 what do you think Aaron's going to call you with when you rip it in for 800 on 10 7 6 He's going to call you pocket 10s and pocket 7s and pocket 6s and aces and kings and maybe jacks. Notice in this scenario, you actually lose to almost everything. I suppose you beat 9s if he has it, but he probably doesn't have 9s. So, like, when he calls you in this scenario, queens are actually in horrible shape unless he has specifically pocket jacks. So this play by Ortiz really forces Aaron to play perfectly. The way Ortiz has played this hand has forced Aaron to play well. And that's not what you want. You want to instead make your opponent make mistakes. Now, imagine you bet 200 or 180. Now, if Aaron does check raise you all in, you still have an easy call. You're still getting stacked. But then you've induced random bluffs or random overvalues. I mean, for all we know, maybe Aaron's sitting here with like Ace of Hearts King and decides to check shove it all in because he thinks you're weak or something. Who knows? Whenever you make these giant overbets on the flop, you require your opponents to play well. And it turns out it's not all that hard to play well when you're risking a load of chips because all your opponents have to do is call when they have something good and fold when they have something bad and they're playing basically right. So I definitely do not like this all in. I would have certainly either checked or bet small in Ortiz's shoes. It's interesting because whenever you make it so big preflop, like Queens doesn't become, it's like it shrivels up substantially. Queens is a really good hand normally. But when you play it in such a manner that forces your opponent to have a good hand, Queens becomes very, very marginal. So anyway, Ortiz rips it all in. Aaron has an easy call. Please don't fold. All right. He instantly calls and he gets a load of money in. Great. I do not like the way Ortiz has played this hand. Um, anytime you make your opponent play well, that's not, that's just usually not the right strategy. Board runs out 8-9. They chop it up. No harm, no foul. And now I don't know if Ortiz is going to think like this. Again, when I'm analyzing these hands, please don't think I'm trying to be rude or mean to anyone. I'm just trying to give good poker advice to help them and you become better poker players. In this scenario, when it runs out 9-8, what a lot of people think is, okay, chop it up. Then they forget about it. And this is not a hand you want to forget about if you're Ortiz. You should look at this hand and realize, oh my God, I just got a load of money in horribly. I just lost 80% of this pot or whatever it is, right? Base, essentially, maybe more. I, don't, I mean, he got it in, what, 10% equity? So uh, he, got, he just lost 90% of this pot. And that is very, very detrimental. If you do this over and over again, you are never going to move up. You're never going to succeed. And I mean, that's just the cold, hard facts. So you want to be looking for scenarios like this. Whenever people are coming to me with complaints about downswings and whatnot, my first question is, how are you losing? Are you just like losing flips? Sometimes you're going to lose flips. There are going to be periods of your time where you just run into scenarios where you just get it all in with a reasonable hand and you lose, and that's fine. Some people look at this, to be fair. Like I already told you right at the start of this hand, Ortiz is going to lose some money with his hand. 
But the question is, how do you lose the money? If they, if he played it in a manner that kept bluffs in Aaron's range, this would just be fine, right? I mean, like I said, I probably would have three bet preflop, bet smaller medium on the flop, get check reds all in and have to call it off. Still getting it all in. But in that scenario, we're against a much wider range. In this scenario, when Ortiz gets it in, I'm telling you, he's going to be in very bad shape. And if he's going to be in very bad shape, that means he t took this hand that would normally be very profitable and made it very unprofitable. And if you do that over and over and over again, it's going to be very tough to move up because these hands are supposed to make the money, right? Your big hands are supposed to make money. When you play them like this, it makes it very difficult for you to make money with them, which make money with them, which makes it very difficult to win money long term. So anyway, that's gonna be it for today. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. Oh man, oh man, poker's fun. There's a lot to it. Good luck in your games, and I will talk to you next week.